I Love Mortgage Brokering, episode 19. Want to rock your mortgage business? Then crank up the volume with your host, Scott Heckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hi, Broker Nation. I'm thrilled to introduce our guest today, Daryl French. Daryl is a broker with Lending Max, broker owner. Hey, Daryl, how's it going today? I'm doing great. Thanks, Scott. So, Daryl, I've been uh, excited to do this interview with you and chat with you. I know you've been in the business a long time, 21 years, and you've done uh, probably billions of dollars of mortgages have gone through your office, and I'm excited to chat with you about some stuff and, and so we can learn. So, but I, I always like to start with, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your business? Well, as you say, I've been in the business for just over 20 years and uh, really grown. We started off, I actually started off at CIBC for a brief period of time, worked for one of the local credit unions. And then uh, within two years of starting into the industry, I decided I wanted to start my own company. And it's kind of gone from there and grown. We've got some really good partnerships uh, throughout the Okanagan, BC interior. And uh, really, that's been our... uh, our, our backyard where we've really focused our efforts. And then I've kind of grown beyond just the, the brokering side. We launched back in 2004, GoMax Solutions, the client management system for mortgage brokers. We've launched uh, Traffic Train, a lead generation, uh, pay less penalty, uh, helping helping uh, mortgage brokers reduce their clients' uh, mortgage penalties. So yeah, there's been lots of different uh, avenues all around the mortgage channel. You've been, yeah, you've definitely done several things. And I can't believe GoMax has been around since 2004. Is that? Yeah, we did 10 years now. Wow, that's crazy. Like, uh, maybe I'm just getting, you know, anyway, because I, re- I remember the, I remember those days. So uh, let's, we're going to talk today about your broker, sort of the brokering side of it. But so you got into the business, started with CIBC, Credit Union, started your own company, and now you've sort of, you still have your own company and you manage brokers. Is that correct? Yeah, I do. We've got uh, we've got 16 brokers, and um, that's a, that's my day to day part. I'm not really actively brokering anymore myself. Uh, my my main focus today is now on uh, recruiting, training, coaching um, our agents, as well as uh, my focus on the, the GoMax and those other uh, companies I just mentioned. So, creating tools that make your agents more successful, but also tools that you can sell to other brokers and brokerages that are out there. Exactly, because I'm I'm very passionate about our industry. I think it's a fantastic industry, but I also uh, believe it's kind of like the iceberg. Uh, We've only scratched the surface, and we're really not reaching our potential as an industry. And, uh, you know, I think uh, coaching and uh, uh, bringing other products and services to the market that help agents, I think that's a great way that we can expand our industry. Right. No, awesome. So I always like to start off every interview with a success quote, so a quote that has impacted your life or business. So can you share with us a quote that's really been impactful for you? I, probably the one I stick, that sticks in my head all the time and I relay to other people is people don't care what you know until they know that you care. And it's uh, regardless of whether you're uh, dealing with a client, dealing with another agent, with an underwriter, a lender, whatever you're dealing with, you know, you know be human. Uh, let people know that you do care, take an interest in them, and uh, it's amazing how much farther you get. So can you give me a, I'm gonna, a spe- like an example of how you've applied this recently, like either with one of your agents or maybe with an with underwriter or someone that, and sort of the outcome you got? Uh, I'll use you as an example. Back in the day when uh, I was doing some coaching with you, I still remember the story. It's funny, when uh, when you called, I was thinking about it. You weren't really big at reaching out and connecting with your clients at that point. You just started into the business, and you had a lady that was going to Hawaii, and she had told you that she was interested in volcanoes. And I still remember, I told you, you should buy her something that relates to uh, something that she's interested in, not the mortgage. 
and you went out and bought her a book on this volcano that she was fascinated with, and she was so touched by it that I remember you got two or three referrals within the month of her returning back home from Hawaii. And I think that's really, that kind of sums it up. It's, it's reaching out and touching people, taking an interest in them. Right. That's hilarious. Actually, I got to make a, a side note here. So I would, I credit Daryl as one of the two people who really got me going in this business, my wife being the other one. And uh, Daryl, definitely you've, you shaped my, you know, m- the way I do my business and all the, the things that I've learned. So I do appreciate that. And I totally forgot about that story. Actually, when you're telling the story, I'm like, oh my goodness, what is he going to talk about? <laughs> so I'm glad it turned out. Okay, good. Yeah, that's a good story. I, I appreciate that you used my example. So um, but can I ask you then for an example of when you've applied it though, like into, in your, either in, you know, as a owner or one of these companies that you run? Well, I think I apply, I try to apply it every day and, uh, and it's, it's just amazing if you, if you start off a conversation inquiring about people, about their family, about things that truly drive them. Um, I'm a believer in, uh, in it's, uh, Joe Stump's by referral only five, six, seven, um, where he says that if, until you get to the fifth, sixth, seventh question to somebody, you're really not finding what their their values are, what drives their decisions. We're so quick to respond to the first couple points that people make, or first couple questions we ask, and we want to solve their challenges. But it's those fifth, sixth, and seventh, and that's finding out really what they care about, what their values are. And if you do that, then all of a sudden, um, helping them get to the right decision for them is so much easier and you're not focused on interest rate or you're not focused on uh, commission splits, all these kinds of things when you get down to the, the heart and soul of it. So I use that on, on truly on a day-to-day basis. Well, yeah, I, I totally, I think that's an, I think it's a great answer. And I, I kind of feel a little bit like I'm on a coaching call with you. I know that part of your job is coaching your agents. And so I feel like I'm a little bit on a coaching call right now, <laughs> which is good. This is, this is kind of the point of these interviews. So so one of the other areas that I found, I know that, and you know some of my background as well, but I've definitely made some mistakes and some failures. And so can you share with me a failure that you've had and what you learned from it? Because I know looking back, uh, there's always a lesson. And so can you tell me what a, a failure and a lesson you got, you got from it? Yeah, probably the biggest thing is um, trying to impose my will or my beliefs on people. And it took me a lot of years. I'm pretty strong-minded. And, um, you know, I think I know what the best things are. And as uh, my wife always tells me, you know, I just wanted to use you as a sounding board. I didn't need you to solve my problem. And it took me a long, long, long time to kind of get to grips with that and to be able to truly live by that. And uh, that's probably my biggest challenge. And I've learned to back off. And on my coaching is very, very different now, um, where it's, again, back to what I was saying earlier, you know, finding what drives people, what's passionate to them. Uh, not everybody's going to be a $40 uh, million a year producer. Some people are very, very happy producing $10, $12 million a year and never want to do any more, right? So it really depends on what's inside you. And that's probably been my biggest challenge is to, just to back away and accept people for, for what they are and, and help them be the best at that. Right. I think maybe me, you said this to me one time, or I don't know where I heard it, but you can't have bigger dreams for someone than they have for themselves. Right. Yeah, and I could see, yeah, as a as a guy who's coaching brokers that you have to, you know, you're going to push them a little bit, but you can't make them into something that they're never going to be. Exactly. Or, or never even want, want to be. Not it's not a it's not a wrong or right thing. It's just something they don't want. Yeah, exactly. 
Okay, so that around that idea then of so in, if I want to say more recently, have you has, have you run into this or bumped up to this and and realized it and then eased off, or can you give me? I'm just going to push you a little bit for something more, something up to recent. It, 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 it's still a challenge for me because, you know, like you, you're always trying to push the envelope, try something new and different. And so if my brain's wired that way, I expect other people to be wired that way. And so, yeah, it, it's an ongoing challenge to, to remember, you know, back off, let find out what's important to them, not what's important to me. Mm-hmm. And one of the, one of the things I, and I've used this for many, many years and your kids are getting older now. Um, and I've always said to people, if you can use that five, six, seven questioning format, if you can use that on your wife and kids or spouse and kids, then you're really, really good at it because kids and your wife, they see through um, kind of <laughs> all the packaging and they, they know you, right? Mm-hmm. And so I always tell my, uh, my clients and my, or sorry, my uh, agents and that I'm coaching with, you know, practice it with your family because if you can make it sincere and believable there, then sitting with clients or in my case, sitting with other agents, if you're building a business, it, it is believable, right? And it's truly coming from your heart and it's not just a sales technique. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. So you're saying a good place to practice this is with on your family and to experiment. Yeah. My wife's pretty bright, so she'll see through pretty... <laughs> I, I, I can't snow her at all, so... <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's asking questions. I still remember the example. Yeah, more recent, you know, a kid comes home at one thirty in the morning. He's meant to be home at 11 o'clock. You can yell and scream at him, and all they do is yell and scream back. But if you start to ask him, you know, why? Well, I, I couldn't find my cell phone. Did none of your friends have a cell phone? Well, yeah. Well, did you not think it was important to, to, to uh, find out? And you drill down into why they didn't call, and all of a sudden you find, you, you find out some pretty unbelievable reasons why. And they actually, you know, in, in my most recent case, one of his friends was in real trouble and he was all wrapped up in that and just completely lost tra- track of time helping out with one of his best buddies so that he wouldn't drive home. Right. So here I am initially all PO'd with him and ready to throw the book at him and, and all that. And you find out, well, actually he was doing the right thing. And yeah, he's an hour and a half late, but he's alive. His buddy's alive. What's really important. Right. That, that's exactly what I was looking for. Perfect. So you, you, you gave me a, an example and I agree with you. Like, it's so easy sometimes to just immediately jump to, you know, uh, you, you know the solution or why were you, and then, but taking the time to dig into asking questions would allow you to find, you know, what was going on. And you actually, you create more communication with him too then. So, you know, he can share with you in the future if something's up. Well, he's more likely to share, right? Right. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Okay. That's, that's a good example. So now I want to move on to like the processes. So I found that talking to successful mortgage brokers that they always have a system and a process. And I know that you're big on this as well. And ever since I've known you. And so, and they're also willing to tweak them in order to get better results. So I'm going to ask you about two parts. The first part is going to be about a, a specific administrative process sort of that you had in your business and how you tweaked it and what sort of outcome you got. I think processes are crucial. Um, one of my favorite books is E-Myth. So that kind of, it's, it's all about systems. And we started developing, we, and I didn't, I had no intent of owning a technology company with Gomax. But we started looking for a program to systematize our broker world um, with, with LendingMax. And that's how GoMax came uh, to start. And all I did was take what I did on a manual basis, or I, I and my assistants did on a manual basis, and automate it. 
And anytime you can automate things, um, they're just more consistent. As humans, we're flawed in that we get busy, um, different priorities, whether it's business, family, all of those things um, draw time uh, away from us. And a, a system just creates the, those checkpoints so that you don't miss things. You don't forget to call the lawyer and make sure the instructions are correct. You don't forget to, if you said you'd call the client by noon on Thursday, it pops up as a reminder who you have to call, why you have to call. And so it just simplifies things. And what I find with a system, a good system, is that if the system is working properly, it's so much more time efficient because you can have lists on your desk. And I was huge for that. I had reams of paper on my desk. And I'd have to go through those lists multiple times a day to kind of see where I'm at. With the system now, with the automation through GoMax, it tells me what I have to do when I have to do it and why I'm doing it. Right. And I, that's so important in any of our businesses, regardless of what your system is, is there's got to be automation in there so that the human side of it can't uh, knock it off its tracks, so that it's running regardless of what we're doing or so, not doing. So, yeah, it, that's the great part about systems. You make a good decision once, so you set the system up, and then it, you can take advantage of that good decision instead of trying to remember to make a good decision <laughs> every day, you know, call the lawyer you follow up with the client, follow up with the realtor. Uh, I agree with you. And you, I know that you've gone from like this paper back of the folder, everything written down system. <laughs> Cause I've seen some of those way back in the day. I did see some of those. They were uh, thick. Yeah. They and, were thick and now to like a completely online automated process, which is obviously way better. And a lot of, some of it happens by itself. Some of it happens by automation, but I agree. It's, I'm sure that you've probably found your agents are like, man, they can spend time on more important things than, remembering some of those little details they just say that we just i was just out of the office this morning dealing with uh with a challenge on a client from out of the country um who's really upset about some things and you know what our agent does use their uh, gomax very well and she happens to keep unbelievable notes and all of the emails all attached to the file i just sat down and went through the file with her and you know the client in this case is saying well you didn't disclose to me this 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 and this well, we've actually got email verification where correspondence back and forth with the client, notes on the file, all of that is right there. And so these systems, I mean, it helps us sell and stay in better touch with our clients, but it's also that cover your butt thing too. Mm -hmm. And it, systems can be incredibly powerful. If you do it the same way over and over and over and over again, uh, I still remember an auditor years ago, um, an auditor telling me, if I get into a he said, she said conversation, all I do is I open up six, eight files not related to uh, whatever the topic is or, or that, that client file, open up six, eight other files, and I look at those and I see how the salesperson or whoever I'm auditing, I see how they do their processes. Mm -hmm. And that, that will corroborate and they'll tend to lean towards the he said, she said, their side or not based on how they do on other files. Right. So if you can share that you do it systematically every time, you just have a better chance of not causing problems down the road. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important today. Oh, I agree. That's that's fantastic. So I'm going to switch gears a little bit. So that I think the administrative process is important, but I'm going to ask about a sales process. So I, I also noticed that successful brokers have sales processes. Either it's a you know first meeting process or a... F but can you tell me about a sales process you have or that you've helped develop and how you've maybe changed or tweaked it over the last little while? 
Yeah, and, and what, what we've tried to do on the sales process side, and this is more recent, this is kind of the last couple of years, um, we got very um, kind of system-focused. Um, and what, we're, what happens when you get too system-focused on the sales side is you get away from that. People don't care what you know until they know that you care part. And you start to be jamming the system down their throat versus that five, six, seven asking the questions. And so we've really changed ours around. And what I coach now is really asking questions, but having yourself prepared so that I think one of the best products out in the marketplace or one of the best packaged products out in the marketplace right now for mortgage brokers is the Purchase Plus Improvements and the Traffic Train um, uh, product, the $50,000 cash prize. And in packaging those two together, there is huge amount of value there for a realtor. For example, just using, you know, if you're, if you're trying to get leads from a realtor, to walk up and say to a realtor that, you know, I work really hard, I'm honest, I'll get your clients great rates, I'll really take care of them, I'm available 24-7, that's, that's really noise and fluff, nobody cares. If you, can, if you can go to that same realtor and say, I can show you how you can get more listings, I can show you how you can get more people through the listings, I can show you how I can sell that listing to somebody within that group, and I can show you how that client that buys it, I can help them build equity faster so they can buy another house from you. That's very, very different than I'm going to work hard for you. Right. Then I'll, you know, give me a deal and I'll buy you lunch or... So the Purchase Plus Improvements Program... Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, the important part there is being able to back it up and execute on those things. And, and ask them the questions that leads you to any of a number of different ways that you can solve those challenges that most realtors out there have at some point in their business. Okay, actually, I was going to ask you about the Purchase Plus program, but I changed my mind. I want to ask you about the, this $50,000. Explain that that program to me. Well, traffic train, well, traffic train works very well with the Purchase Plus improvements. Because what, what I, my belief is, is um, I'm terrible. If I, if I walk into a house or uh, we built a house a few years ago and my wife would bring home these paint swatches or, or material swatches, carpet swatches, all this kind of stuff. And she'd ask me and she really wanted me to be involved in all this. And I'm sure she did it out of the goodness of her heart. She's like, Daryl, what do you think? What do you want? What's your opinion? <laughs> my answer was always, well, what do you like the best? Because really I didn't care. And it wasn't just that I didn't care. You could, th- you could show me all these paints and all that. And what I can't do, and I'm a very one-dimensional uh, uh, looker that way, is I can't see what those colors are all going to look like mixed together with this furniture, that, and what the whole kind of 3D picture looks like. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't do that well, and I think a lot of people are like me. And so I think that hurts people that are going to open houses because they walk in, and I'd walk in and say, no, I didn't like that house. I didn't like the curtains. And my wife would look at me and say, well, we can change the curtains. But I can't see what it would look like with the new curtains. And so what we do with Purchase Plus Improvements and Traffic Train is we combine the two together. And as people walk into the open house, get the realtor and or the mortgage broker asking the question, what would you do to this house if you had $50,000 cash? Well, most people, that kind of, hmm, that definitely changes the dynamic right away. Mm -hmm. So now instead of that uncomfortable feeling, they're like, oh, what do you mean $50,000 cash? And you set up around the house, you set up price tags on the kitchen cabinets, the flooring, all this kind of stuff, showing them what the cost is. And even for people like myself, all of a sudden you can start to see things. You can have some samples of pictures of kitchens that have done this. So for for us kind of one-dimensional viewers, all of a sudden they're looking at the potential of the house versus how it sits today. 
Okay, and I think that's so important because if you have 10 people come through, all of a sudden, out of those 10, three or four might be interested versus one or two, because now they see the potential. You're selling and, what the possibility, not just what is, but what you guys could, what you could make it. Right, and so what we do with the $50,000 is you enter your first name, last name, and your email address, and you put your name, or you uh, enter a seven-digit code for a draw for a chance to instantly win $50,000 cash, which you can use for home improvement if it's a newer home. Um, it could be for uh, an interior design package. You can call it whatever you want. They get $50,000 cash. The more it's tied to the house, the better uh, luck we have with it. If it's just $50,000 cash, people think it's kind of gimmicky. Mm -hmm. But if it's $50,000 worth of home improvements or a $50,000 uh, um, uh, home decorating package, People, that, that relates, they can put it all together then. Right, and then they can see it, because you're right, $50,000 cash to a lot of people is like, I can't, they may not even wrap their mind around what that would look like, but if you make it specific around, okay, you can change the kitchen, you can update the bathroom, and you're having a conversation that makes it a lot more real for them. Exactly, so it's a, it's a great sales process. You change your relationship with the realtor. The realtor changes their relationship with the, the, the listing, uh, the, the vendors, because now you're getting people through, you have a better chance of selling it. So it's, it's all part of that kind of that process that you're really delivering value versus the best interest rate. Right. That's awesome. Okay. So I, I think that's a, that's a good answer. So I'm going to move on to diversifying income. I know that you've, in the past, we've had discussions about different things I know that you've been up to, but so is there one area and a lot of brokers I'm speaking with say that they, there's a need to diversify income. So is there one area you guys are having success in or one area you plan on focusing in the next year? Um, <clears throat> I'm probably not the right person. I think there's areas we can diversify income, um, but I think also focusing on being the best at mortgage brokering versus the, you know, you can, you can try to be good at too many different things. Um, focusing and being really good uh, at mortgage brokering. And then where I see the, the value of the diversification, we've uh, partnered up with an insurance company, with financial planners, uh, with real estate offices. Uh, that's where I see the diversification being very, very strong. Um, but it's, I think it's, it's, it's partnering up with people that can bring value to your clients versus us actually taking on more products and services that we sell. So I think, there, I think we have to be careful that way. I think there's mm -hmm. a very good profit margin in mortgage brokering. I think we're only scratching the surface. We can do so much more there. And if we surround ourselves with other professionals, like-minded professionals, then I think that synergy can just snowball. And instead of us having to do other products for income streams, I think there's a huge amount of uh, potential for increased business. Because as uh, as you've said in the past, you know I think we only have 30-ish percent market share, and uh, so there's a big chunk of market share out there that we can go after. If we bump that up by five, 10 percent, that's billions and billions of dollars of mortgages, and that's a lot of profit. I think that's more profit than we'd make. Um, you know, branching off into ourselves getting life insurance license or financial planner license, things like that. You know, I think it's better to partner with people that do those very well. So diversification through partnerships instead of through, exactly. instead of becoming like a, a bank person who has 10 different products that you try to keep on top of. Exactly. Do what you do well, but have that team. So it's, it's a real team focus that you really have the client's best interest and you're all working on the same page. Cool. Awesome. Good. Good. And how do you run? I know you're a busy guy. You've got obviously a few different companies and initiatives on the go and your mortgage practice. So how do you balance running a mortgage practice and family? 
Uh, I'm fortunate. My kids are getting a little older now, so they uh, take a lot less of my time. They're off at university and things like that. Um, but it's, it was always a balance for me. I didn't work on Saturday and Sunday. Um, I've always coached the boys in their hockey, lacrosse, different sports. And I've always blocked that time out. And, uh, you know, if they had a rugby practice after school, I coach them in rugby as well. If, I, if they had a rugby practice after school at 3 o'clock, I was there. I went and coached it. And a lot of the time, you know, I'd drop them off at home and either go back to the office or work from the house and do a couple hours of work in the evening. So it's um, the beauty of self-employment is I don't think it's that you work less hours. We probably work more hours, but it's when you work them that you're in control of. And so I've always made a very conscious decision that um, when I go home, um, I shut the phone off. When I'm spending time with uh, my wife and kids, I shut the phone off and I focus on them and make them the number one priority at that point in time. But there's times of the year. I mean, we've just come through in the Okanagan, a very, very busy May and June. And, you know, I probably didn't have as much time as I normally do for uh, Linda and the boys. But you know, all of a sudden things start to slow down a little bit in August during the winter time. Then I have a lot more time. So it's 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 really a balancing act. It's making sure that they feel like they're getting what they need. And uh, you know, she hasn't kicked me out yet. It's been 30 years, so <laughs> that's good. Go I know Shannon <laughs> has been tempted a couple of times <laughs> to kick me out. They all are. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to move to the rapid fire questions, so you can answer these with a little shorter answers if you like. So, what is the number one thing holding most mortgage brokers back from being successful? Discipline. Discipline. What one thing or habit do you think has made you successful? Uh, it, it has helped the most. It's probably discipline of execution. If you say you're going to do something, do it. Right. That's good. Good advice. Do you do you have an internet resource software program? So I'll put a link to GoMax in there because I know that you obviously have, the, and I've had other people. <laughs> but do you have another one? Because I'm going to I want to I'm going to hit you up for a second one. So what other program or do you find helps make your business more successful? I, uh, th- yeah, there's all kinds of uh, ones out there. Um, uh, you know Wade Webb, and I'm blanking. You're asking me right now, and I'm blanking on his website. That Wade Webb uh, owns the Royal LePage office, and he's got uh, um, a fantastic website resource. And it's mostly real estate uh, focused, but he's just got some great sales. He's a sales trainer as well. Got some great tools on it. Okay, I'll put a link to Wade's. I, I can't remember the name of it either, but I'll put a link to Wade's I'll, I'll uh, no site. Okay, that'd be great. So, if you could recommend one book to our listeners, what would it be? Well. There's two books, probably uh, E-Myth and uh, Brian Buffini's, oh, by the way, uh, Selling by Referral, are probably the two books I've read the most. Okay, those are both good. And where do you think our industry's headed? Where's the opportunity? I, I think there's so much opportunity, and it's in those partnerships, really having that team focus rather than us being the hat in hand, um, asking for referrals. I think we can deliver a lot of value, and it should turn around. So this is one of my favorite questions. Do you remember the – it's a DeLorean question. Remember the DeLorean from Back to the Future? I do. So that's that car that you could travel in time. So you could set the DeLorean to any time, and the time you choose is your first day as a mortgage broker. I know there's lots of other times you'd probably rather visit, but it's (laughs) it's preset for you, and you're going back to the first day you were a mortgage broker, and you could sit down and give yourself three pieces of advice. What would you tell yourself? Wow, that's a good one. Um, I people don't care what you know they what you know until they know that you care, and know your product better than the guy beside you. Um, I, my first many years, uh, I think I, I wung it a bit on um, personality and and, uh, and and a lot of talk. And it took me a long time to ve- figure out that it's, this is a science that you have to know everything. Okay, so, that's, so the first one is d- people don't care how much you 
no until they know how much you care. That's the first thing you'd tell yourself. The second thing you'd say is know your product. What would be the third thing? Um, execute on what you promise. Execute on what you promise. That's good advice. So, Daryl, I've really appreciated your time and your input today on this, and it's been great you know, catching up with you. And um, So where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me at gomaxsolutions.com or lendingmax.ca. Awesome. Well, Daryl, I really appreciate it. Everybody, if you're listening to this, you can find in the show notes, I love mortgagebrokering.com. You'll find links to Daryl, to his website, as well as the resources we talked about. Daryl, are you guys hiring right now? Yes, actually we are. We're, uh, I don't, uh, we're, we're hiring on both the Goldmax and the LendingMax side. Okay, so if you're interested in connecting with Daryl, you can connect with him uh, either through his website or through us. Anyways, Daryl, I really appreciate your time, and I hope you have an awesome rest of your year. Thanks very much, Scott. Appreciate your time. Want to rock your mortgage business? Then crank up the volume with your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation, Scott Peckford here. Have you joined our VIP club for mortgage brokers yet? If not, you're missing out. We share exclusive content not available on the web or the show. We share scripts, step-by-step guides, and other insider tips to help you save time and make you more money. I can't tell you how many times after I turn off the recorder, a guest starts sharing some awesome advice or a script or, or a tip, and I take the best of this and share it with my VIPs. If you want to get on the list, visit ilovemortgagebrokering.com slash VIP. That's ilovemortgagebrokering.com slash VIP. Oh, and one other thing. Since this is exclusively for mortgage brokers, there is a skill testing question. Good luck, and I hope you continue to rock your mortgage biz.